Christ is risen from the dead. Christ is indeed risen. And because he lives, we face tomorrow. My wish is, and can we edit my homily from the, from the uh, feed? I'm hoping tomorrow all these flowers are dead. This is what they do to me. All these flowers do this. This vigil, by the way, uh, if, for those of you who don't know the history of it, it used to last all night long. It started at around midnight and went straight through the night um, to, to the sun came up. It had, the rules are that it has to be, it's still written in the rule book, that you have to have this over by the time the sun comes up. So um, if you're hungry, hang in there. <laughs> Again, off script, but there's a, a priest who died a few years ago um, when he was assigned to the cathedral. And whenever you get assigned to the cathedral, you just really... On these big feasts, you're just another plant. Uh, you just sort of sit there. You don't really have a major role. And and in those days, you some of you remember, in fact, someone asked me on the way in tonight, do we need a candle for the readings? Remember when we used to have to have, when the church was in total darkness and, and you had to have that candle to read? Because no one read the rule book, which said as soon as this candle gets to the, the spot, the lights of the church come on. So for years, no one read that line. <laughs> but during this time, the, the priest that I'm talking about, God rest him, he was sitting there with all the other priests, and all of a sudden he disappeared. And they didn't know where he went. And, when he, and finally he came back right around the time of the glory when all the lights went on. And someone said to him, where were you? And he said, I went back to the rectory. I was hungry. I needed something to eat. <laughs> so... I, I just wanted to, this week, the liturgies this week really had a lot to say for themselves, and so does this one. You know, and I asked on, on uh, Thursday night a question that Jesus asked himself to his disciples. You know, he, he got down there and he washed his feet, the, their feet of the disciples. And after he finished it all, he said to them, do you know what I've just done for you? That's the question of Holy Week. Ask the question even tonight. Do we know what Jesus has done for us? And so to remind us, we read seven readings from the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament. We read our history. We read our relationship with God. We read what God has done for us to remind us. Jesus, God says to those Israelites, write these things down, put, wear them in your mind, wear, wear them on your soul. And we heard it even tonight in one of the readings where it said, they no longer will need to learn because they will be taught by God himself. And that's what Jesus taught us. Jesus showed us love and service and compassion, healing and forgiveness, how to live our lives. And so it's been a really wonderful week for us to, to really answer that question, to reflect on ourselves and, and our response to Christ. The response to his, all the things that God has done for us throughout his relationship with us from, from the beginning to the end that is yet to come. I'm a big fan of, I, I, I watch them, I don't watch as much TV anymore, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. And I really like watching things about trains. 
Maybe I'm still a little boy. But, and, and I like the ones where they have the camera in, in the cab window and you go on, you can take a whole trip. You can go on, you can go from Oslo to Bergen in seven hours. Not that I have seven hours to watch it. It takes days. <laughs> but the other ones that I like to watch are, there's a, there's a fellow on, online and he just goes places and takes pictures of trains. And so you think, you think it's, he's done, he's, he's all trained. And then he turns the camera on and he says, he thinks it's over and he turns that camera and he looks at, at, at us and says, but wait, there's more to come. That's our tonight. But wait, there's more to come. We heard an awful lot about what God has done for us. We heard an awful lot about our history with God. We heard an awful lot about how God does everything for our salvation, for our betterment, for our relationship with him. And yet there's more to come. Jesus even says to us that there's more to come. You know, I can't give it all to you now. You know, when the Spirit comes, we're waiting for the gift of the Spirit. There are people here tonight waiting for the gift of baptism, waiting for the gift of confirmation, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've got 48 or 50 young people waiting for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are many of us here who are waiting for God to heal us, to forgive us, to bring us into goodness. There's moments where we, we thought that everything was done, that we, there was no more could, could happen. We, we almost th- felt they were rolling the stone that they moved from the, the grave of Jesus right in front of us. Times when relationships that once meant a lot to us started to fall apart. Times when we felt like we were being crushed by the, the, the things of life that surround us. Our addictions took grips on us. Our depressions, our anxieties robbed us of pure joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Sometimes our work just overwhelms us. But we are people of life. Jesus says there's more to come. There's, there's, there's more. Our relationship with God is now open for renewal because the stone was rolled away. Our relationship to God is renewed again because the chains of sin and addiction have been broken. We're people of resurrection. We're people of Christ. We're people of the Spirit. We're people of God. The Trappist monks in there, you know, they don't talk to each other. They don't say anything. They're very silent all day long. And and when they greet each other, they're allowed to say something. They're allowed to look at each other, and they say, Memento mori, which means remember you're going to die. But on Easter, they're allowed to say, Memento vivere, which means remember you're going to live. You're going to live. It means for us that one day we will also rise with Christ at the end of time. And it means equally as well that we should see to it that we're living our life in the Christ, in the risen Lord. If we really want to see him in paradise. And that's why we come tonight in this long ceremony. Long but beautiful ancient traditional ceremony of the church to remind ourselves It's now our turn to respond to this great gift of eternal life. To to respond to Christ, do you know what I've done for you? 
with what may we do for you. Every year I explain my candle. <laughs> I bought this. This is the new candle. I just wanted to quickly run over, uh, just quick for you. Uh, last year we had the Stations of the Cross because I felt that it was important that we walk those stations with, with Christ who suffers. And we suffered so long in the church, absent from one another because of the COVID and the shutdowns and the, the rules and regulations that we, we went through. This year um, I chose this candle and depicted on it are all the uh, 12 apostles um, who who followed Christ as original apostles, and the reason I chose it is um, because this year um, Bishop uh, Gaynor will be uh, retiring, and we'll be getting a new bishop. We'll be getting a new successor to the apostles, and I thought, what a way for us to remember the good things that God did for us with Bishop while he was here all these years, and then to pray for the one who is about to take his place in that seat as a successor to the apostle. It also reminds us that the apostles, just like us, disciples, chosen, but chosen to do what? Take a look. It's the Eucharist, to, to consume that Eucharist often and to sacrifice for each other as, as the, the blood of Christ heals us and, and brings us his mercy.